Hey everyone, it's Newman Perrier and you are listening to the Actors Lounge. Hey guys, and welcome back to an all new episode of the Actors Lounge. I'm your host, Melanie Victor, and today we have with us a very special guest. Please welcome to the show, actor, director, writer, and producer, Numa Perrier. Hey, Numa. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. How you doing? All things considered, yeah. pretty good in this moment. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's so much going on. So much has been going on for a very long time now. So it's been a it's been an interesting year, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm like I was saying off air. I'm so excited to talk to you because you are like such a boss woman in this business. And it's just really refreshing just to see the work that you've done and are doing. And it's so inspiring um, for all of, you know, the women out there, or just people in general, like it's just it's just great to see. So I'm excited to have you here and for you to share your story. Great. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So, okay. First, I want to start off talking about your film, your actual, it's your directorial debut, your film, feature film, which is called um, Jezebel. And I actually had the opportunity to watch it. It's, it's streaming on Netflix. And I'm just like, I didn't even realize until like maybe middle of the movie that it was based on your actual your real story (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and I was just like oh my god like it's so interesting just the um the angle that it was told from and and then just to know that this is actually like a real experience of yours personally so Mm -hmm. I'll let you kind of just talk about the movie a little bit because I don't want to give it away because I did watch it so just in case people haven't seen it so if you could just give a little synopsis of what it's about Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, yes, you're right. It's uh, based on my true story. Um, As I was, you know, coming of age, uh, coming into my womanhood, living in Las Vegas with my sister. Um, I had a very different lifestyle than living with her. Uh, in a studio apartment with her boyfriend, um, my our brother and my sister's a young son at the time, and uh, we were just dealing with day to day survival. And our mother was really sick in the hospital, and we were all kind of just crashing together in this little apartment and laying low. Um, but what made it a little uh, wild was that my sister uh, was a phone sex operator at the time. So because we were living in one room, basically the five of us, uh, when she would log on for her shift, we would either have to leave or just um, put some headphones on or <laughs> it was just a you know, kind of bizarre yeah. way to all um, be together. But she was the one that was, you know, holding us down, basically paying for that weekly apartment that we had Mm -hmm. and making sure that we ate and all of that while we were just really trying to figure out what we were going to do. We knew our mom was going to pass away soon. It was just a matter of time. It was was a a tough moment. And um, my sister pretty much when our mother died, she, she was already taking on that mother role as the oldest a sibling um but the way that she kind of tried to take care of me is what 
I still <laughs> made an interesting story for my first feature, which is, you know, she was like, hey, girl, um, there's this thing called internet modeling. You should try it. <laughs> and I didn't know what that was. And it was a very new thing because this was the very early days of the internet, mm-hmm. early 2000. And uh, she was like, yeah, this internet modeling was basically early cam girl before the cam girl name was even coined. Mm. So, um, and back then we didn't have internet in our apartment and not many households did have internet, um, or they had dial up. It was just a a very different, uh, (laughs) a very different tech, tech, um, very different technology. So, so I went into this office and was hired on the spot to be this internet model, which was cam girling. And from that point on, I learned all of the ropes of what it was um, to live out fantasies for paying customers online. So a lot of that was learning about different types of fetishes and Mm -hmm. just um, talking to mostly men, you know, 99% of the time it was men talking to them about their fantasies, talking to them about their loneliness, about their lives. Um, and acting out these fantasies and wearing these different costumes. And it was kind of like a peep show. Mm. And we would um, type back and forth to each other because there was no sound. (laughs) And um, it was really a big piece of how I started to understand the world and understand myself, understand my own sexuality and um, understand uh, the the minds of men, basically, and understand what it's like to connect to someone online. And so I did that job for about a year, between one and between like a year, year and a half, and was able to gain my independence, get my own apartment, and eventually moved to LA uh-huh. to become the actor filmmaker that I am today. And I left that behind um, as a secret. But oh, wow. I knew one day that I might want to make it into a movie. Really? It just took time and it took distance from that reality to do it. But uh, but I did. And so now <laughs> when you're watching that film, you're seeing um, wonderful actress Tiffany Tennille, uh playing me at that age um, at 19 when I was going through all of that. Yeah. And I'm playing my sister. Um, who was the one responsible for introducing me to that entire world. Mm, wow. Yeah. Very, very well done film. Like it was really, really good. Um, and, and it's even better just hearing from you, just talk about it, you know, just like give some more like insight into it. What, mm-hmm. what was it like for you to like relive some of those moments? Because I think I heard in an interview, you said you guys actually went back to Vegas to the actual like apartment complex where you used to live or like and filmed there, right? Yeah, we went back to Las Vegas. Uh, this was very, it was, it was a kind of PTSD moment for me because um, back, I, I just, a lot of the PTSD was around the grief of my mother's death. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize, I knew that we were poor. I knew that we were struggling. Um, but I didn't, 
you have to have the contrast of something else to know how bad something was, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so even though I knew we were living in this small little room together, I didn't really think about my world was also really small at the time. So I didn't have anything to really compare it to. But after, you know, spending 15 years <laughs> in um, LA and having, you know, building a different life for myself, yeah. going back to that exact apartment complex, they hadn't changed anything because in Las Vegas, they don't really change things outside of the strip. If you're not a, a major casino, mm -hmm. you're not really developed. And so those apartments still exist. Wow. We were able to go rent two rooms. You can still go get a weekly rental at the budget suites. Oh, wow. And the rooms are exactly the same. The only difference is that now they have a flat screen TV instead of a humpback TV. So I remember my crew took out the flat screen TV so we could keep it looking dated. <laughs> and we swapped it for a vintage TV. Um wow. And everything else, we didn't have to design it because the room looked exactly the same. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was great for filmmaking. It was also yeah. great for acting because I could slip right into that character. Mm -hmm. You know, with all the work that I did to build who my sister was as a woman during that time, being able to be in that room and have that rush, that sense memory just completely rush back to me uh, was really was really something. And my crew was also just shocked. They said, how are we even going to film in here? It's so small. Oh, my God. Five people lived in so, there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Was your sister a part of, like, the um, shooting? Or, like, was she there when you guys, like, shot and stuff? Yeah, my sister was a uh, was the reason that this film got made because um, after we left Las Vegas, I left first, and she left a couple years later. We never talked about Las Vegas again. Las Vegas was not a great memory for us, so we just she went to the East Coast, I came out to LA, and for a period of time, we were a bit estranged from each other. We just there was just a lot going on, mm -hmm. and. Um, at some point, we came back around, started rebuilding and repairing our relationship. And part of that process, she said to me one day, you know, I want to give you some money for a project. She had been seeing me out in these streets, making my short films, mm -hmm. doing the stuff I did with Black and Sexy. Like, mm -hmm. she was just seeing my hustle. Yes. And um, she had a little bit of money, and she said she wanted to, this was her way of taking care of me and... Um, supporting me as an artist and and helping me again mm -hmm. <laughs> um you know kind of see where I could go and she said you know I, I have some money uh to do I want to do a project with you mm -hmm. and that's when I told her well I've always wanted to make a movie about when we lived in Las Vegas together. What do you think? I want to make a movie about, you know, when I did the cam girl stuff. And she did not hesitate. She immediately said yes. And she put up the first chunk of money, which got us out to Las Vegas, got my crew and our equipment out there. Um, and from there, I, I raised more money and put some of my own money in. But she is the one who... Said, gave me my first yes, wow. gave me the first chunk of money. And um, she didn't come out to Las Vegas because she completely trusted me to do my thing. Uh, but we were in touch every day. 
And uh, she's really proud of the movie. She's happy with my performance because I also asked her permission to play her. Mm. I didn't just assume that she was going to be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said, I, I would really like to play you. And what do you think? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to have to interview you. I'm going to have to, you know, learn you in a new way. Mm. Are you open to that? And she said, yes. So, wow. yeah, it really is a full circle thing that... She's the one who introduced me to, you know, my alter ego, Jezebel, <laughs> and my, you know, really gave me the gateway to independence. Mm. And here she is again, you know, giving me the gateway to even more independence because this film uh, bought me so much freedom mm. and really, really pushed my career where I want it to be. Oh, yeah. That is such a full circle moment. Like, I love how those dots just kind of like come together. And especially since that was a time that you kind of just, you guys both kind of just put to the side and moved on mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. rehash in this, in this way. Like there was like a gym there. That is, yeah. that's really dope. Wow. Um, what do you feel like? Cause you know, sometimes I always think about like just stuff that I've done in life, you know, like even just with my podcast, you know, sometimes I think like, oh, I wonder how this will all connect in the future or, you know, just mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I'm an actor interviewing actors, directors, like, you know, obviously there's a lot of gyms that I get there. But sometimes I wonder, like, how is this going to what's the full circle moment going to be like for you looking back, like during that time when you were doing like the webcam stuff, like, do you see a connection of like you know your growth or like who you are today like from that time like are you able to make any connections there oh absolutely in every way i and and i needed the distance to really mm -hmm. you don't you know if you're going around in a circle you don't really know until you really turn that corner right. <laughs> you know you don't realize that, that, that a full circle moment is coming and i think there's a lot of you know little circles and big circles as we're going along and um, through the writing of the script and really taking a look at it because again I had to take that memory away I would only visit it every now and then yeah. so there was no way that I was going to really understand that relationship but if you really look at e even my body of work my body of work deals you know with femininity and sensuality and sexuality and black women and our identities mm -hmm. and all of that is what was built during that time though I didn't realize it yeah. also what I didn't realize back then is that I was using technology in a way that other people were not. Mm -hmm. So I was learning about um, the intersection of the digital space mm -hmm. and what we could do in filmmaking. That was the first time that I ever dealt with a camera. Mm -hmm. I learned how to frame myself. I learned how to light myself. I learned a version of social media back then because I was... Um, interacting with people that I would never see because uh, back then you couldn't, it's not like FaceTime, you couldn't see the other person. Mm. So it was more like Twitter <laughs> where, you know, you're talking back and forth to people, but you're not seeing their face or maybe just seeing, you know, their, their Abby and that's it. Yeah. Um, so all of that I would not have connected because we didn't have social media back then. And, mm. um, but even just the themes that I'm working with all were kind of developed during that time in my, my coming of age, the things that I care about yeah. that would, um, eventually translate themselves into bigger pieces of art were all, uh, right there and were, um, 
kind of being concretized mm -hmm. <laughs> in that moment and being discovered, you know, both. And so I really see that now, even when I think about, oh, of course I ended up, you know, working with a collective uh, called Black and Sexy right. TV. That's like <laughs> all about black love and sexuality and really trying to, you know, um, p display our intimacy in new ways. That's mm -hmm. because, I, you know, I have always been in the center of that. That's mm -hmm. always been really important to me. I just would have never articulated it in that way. I, I would have never um, understood that until the time yeah. went on. You know, now I really see it and I'm really like appreciative of it. Right. You know, I said, well, I have a very uh, unique entry point yes. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's really cool to look back and like reflect on that, like how everything is connected, you know, and sometimes yeah. like, like you're saying, like this was a part of your life that you didn't really talk about. You just kind of moved on. But now it's like a film, you know, it's a part of the story yeah. you tell. It's a part of who you are. And it's like, wow, mm -hmm. it's the things that sometimes we try to hide that are really the things that actually like, you know, are the things that like push us forward and like make us come out and be who we are so exactly it's part of getting to know yourself and yeah. it's part of clarity yeah. I feel so clear now I know exactly you know what I care about and of course it's going to evolve and expand um but you know the nucleus of it is you know I I care about black women our intimacy our sensuality our identities and all of that is it's all connected and all makes sense yeah i love that i love that now talk a little bit about um because you had mentioned you know this film actually helped your career you know open up doors and get to the place where you want to be in your career so talk about you know what happened like you know south by southwest and like Netflix and like how did that all come into play like what was that moment like for you well you know the build-up was really real because I've been uh, you know, I went to performing arts school in Las Vegas I've been writing plays ever since forever mm -hmm. feels like um, one act plays and performing them so I was really producing even as a kid not knowing that that's what that was either yeah. writing, um, you know, having the dream of being on TV, mm -hmm. landing, you know, t a couple TV roles here and there, going to my acting class, all of these things, you know, that training and that, that ground of just getting to know what the industry is, I kind of just... Um, did it from job to job and from idea to idea. Mm -hmm. But I started to understand a, a structure and a pattern. I started observing other filmmakers that I was coming up with. I started kind of observing their career track. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed is that I had made uh, several short films and was doing a lot of, you know, all the work I was doing at Black and Sexy and it was really fulfilling, but I wanted more. I wanted to make a feature. Mm -hmm. wanted to make a feature film um, because I wanted something that felt like a full signature for me. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, every project we do in this <laughs> game is a collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, but a feature film and your first feature film, I think is a real, a really strong introduction to who you are in an unfettered way. And I wanted that. I wanted that for my own creative satisfaction. And I wanted that to um, 
put me in the game as someone to take serious as an artist and filmmaker. And though I take everything I do seriously, you know, my short films and everything and everything that I did, you know, in the web series space, Mm. I, I consider that filmmaking and I consider that, you know, work that is absolutely valid. But what I was noticing was that the people who made that step into the feature film space, um, were the ones getting the bigger opportunities mm-hmm. um, or, you know, more expanded opportunities, I should say, you know, so I wanted to be part of that. And I, and I said, well, it's not going to happen until I make my first feature film. So <laughs> that's when everything started wow. moving and uh, I said, I got to do this. And um, I just really trust my instincts. And I knew that for me, that that was the path felt correct Mm -hmm. so you know other people could launch themselves maybe in different ways I've seen people do it off of a short film a short film becomes a series or Mm -hmm. you know but for me I just knew it had to be a feature just had to so and I was not wrong (laughs) so (laughs) pretty much as soon as I made my feature and it's like oh I made exactly the movie that I wanted to make I worked with every person I wanted to work with I have no doubt that it just gave me so it was kind of like this like treadmill Mm -hmm. of confidence you know that just kept going round and round and faster and faster the more decisions that I made in that direction the stronger that I became and I think that that energy just um became undeniable (laughs) it it did and so now people are you know everyone from my team you know my uh, you know my agents who rep me and um even my friends I would say they're all like oh shit okay Numa right, we see you. <laughs> you know yeah it's just yeah. everything went to the next level and it was it was my responsibility to move that gear you know and so um wow so yeah it really happened everybody uh in the doing of it, their eyes opened, and then when they see the movie, whether they like the movie or not, whatever they think of it, they can't deny that I'm here, you know, I've arrived, Mm. and this is what I'm about, and it's like, okay, if you're with that, if you're into it, people, the people who are, like, okay, let's, what else can we do, and so now, so now I have those opportunities and now I'm like, okay, so let me do that all over again. You know, like <laughs> in terms of, you know, what, let me think of what the next correct step is yeah. and let me put everything, all my passion into that. So, wow. so yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And didn't um, you get a call from Ava DuVernay because she like wanted to help you get the film distributed? Like, is that how that happened? I guess I know. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm, ta- when I'm talking about um, filmmakers that I came up with, I feel like Ava's one of those people um, who I knew back in the day because she did a publicity for A Good Day to Be Black and Sexy, which I was involved with a lot of the branding for that and um, consulting on that film. And so she was a publicist on that. So that's when I very first met Ava. Okay. So it was it was kind of in passing a little bit, but I but we um, 
met then and I knew that she was making her first feature film, mm -hmm. a film called I Will Follow. She was uh, quietly, she was kind of making it secretly <laughs> at the time. And I remember just trying to get an audition for it. Like, I just want to audition for that movie. <laughs> and I wasn't able to get an audition, but I knew that there was this woman uh, named Ava, who's a publicist who was making her first film. And I found that to be really exciting. Mm. So, um, so we kept in touch over the years, like, like everyone in this, you know, industry does, you know, we kept in touch kind of at a distance. Um, and I saw her company growing and, uh, array and going from a firm to array. And I saw it really becoming, a very strong distribution arm, you know, and seeing like the success that she was getting out of it and how hard she was working to really make that go well. Yeah. And I just felt like Jezebel would be, <laughs> it would be great to, for Jezebel to be just, you know, uh, she was high on my list of, you know, potential distributors. Right. So, um, so the film was sent to her. She supported me before that yeah. as well. Uh, during my crowdfunding, um, she, she contributed to my crowdfunding campaign. And also she put her weight behind me, on Twitter, just tweeting out my campaign mm. got a lot of people to come through. Um, other high-profile filmmakers and stuff mm. I came and donated to my campaign. So she was on it, you know, and, like, fully supportive and there. And so, of course, in my mind, I'm like, yes, I want them to distribute my film, too. Yeah. But it was really one step at a time. And okay. she invited me to direct Queen Sugar. I went and did that. And then her team reviewed um, a screener of Jezebel. Mm. And about two weeks, a few weeks later, she called me. Mm. So that part of the story is true. Okay. <laughs> um, like there's a little bit more like, to it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole like backstory. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, Ava just calls you out of the blue <laughs> to distribute your film. It's like, okay, I met her ten years ago. <laughs> I you know I supported you know her um, projects as well. My daughter, who is. <laughs> growing up now but my daughter as a baby was in her second film middle of nowhere wow. so so you know we've been in the same circle and I've been rooting for her and she's been rooting for me and um so it was kind of also logical but it had the film had to make sense for her team of course you know so when I got that phone call from her I was still surprised screaming <laughs> happy yeah. it wasn't like oh I know that's gonna happen like no I was on pins and needles hoping that it would be that they would also feel like it was a good fit yeah um so when I got that phone call from her I hadn't seen her in years but we had been in touch mm -hmm. and um and she was just like, I'm so proud of you. And our team loves the movie and we want to get behind it. And I was just screaming <laughs> yeah, <I'm sure. laughs> because I knew that, you know, that they would take care of the film. Yeah. And that's a big thing in distribution. It's like, are these distributors really going to give a shit about your film mm -hmm. for real? Are they really going to get it? Or are they going to, you know, trick you in some way, you know, and, with Ava's company and Array, you just know that you're getting the best black women, hands-on, yeah. <laughs> everything you could ever dream of um, 
for a first feature, which needs all of that tender care. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's great. And I'm glad you told that full story, story, you know, so it's like clear (laughs) of how that kind of came about. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, I think it's good for people to understand that, you know, you have relationships that get built upon and you have projects and a, and reputation that gets built upon, you know, and nothing falls out of the sky, (laughs) you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to go back to, um, black and sexy TV because you're one of the you were one of the co-founders of black black and sexy TV which I loved roomy lover friends I was like oh I loved, thank you yeah, like that was my show <laughs> it was so good like yeah. back when it was on um YouTube before it was um the because you guys transferred to like a paid service right yeah okay. we started on YouTube yeah. and funny enough roomy lover friends is also based on my true story (laughs) of a roommate I had back in the day. Uh, We were friends and we started living together. And one night we were just like, oh, we're horny. Let's do it. (laughs) And then we did. And our whole friendship changed, of course. But we stayed good friends. but, But we weren't, we didn't like become, we didn't become a couple. We still dated other people and it just got complicated and I remember I was talking to Dennis you know who co-created the show with me and we were um, dating at the time I was telling him the story about this guy I guess we were talking about past lovers or whatever Mm. and um, I was telling him oh yeah you know I used to live with so-and-so and then we started having sex and then it got weird and then it got cool again. But then we were dating other people. He was like, wait a second. I think this sounds like a show. It sounds like a series. Yes. And we just kind of looked at each other and I said, oh my God, it is a series. Oh my God. And so then, um, you know, we created the show together yeah, that <laughs> and it became one of our most successful shows. So good. Like, but, um, again, yeah. I didn't realize that was your story. <laughs> So crazy, so funny. So can you talk a little bit about how Black and Sexy TV came about? Because if I'm right, I don't know if I'm right, but I just feel like maybe this is accurate. Like back then when Black and Sexy became a thing, I feel like that was like, um, like it was more like the digital space. Like, I don't feel like there were, I feel like you guys were like one of the first to do something like that, right? Yeah, we were definitely one of the first. It was pretty much us and Awkward Black Girl were the, I think the first um, to, that were, you know, putting actual episodic, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. stuff on YouTube. And so we were both kind of doing that in tandem and, um, Issa, you know, came and starred in some of our, or guest starred rather, in some of our series, and um, Dennis directed an episode of Awkward Black Girl, so we were all, again, kind of in the same circle, you know, uh, figuring out the same, the same lane, Um, but it was a pretty empty lane (laughs) besides us, you know, we were, we were, you know, really in there creating something new and it was super exciting and successful. So, um, but again, that all sprung from black and sexy TV sprung from a feature film. So that was another kind of case 
um, an example I was looking at that, oh, from a feature film came this entire brand and came this entire world. And it, it just, it was another kind of piece of evidence for me that said, feature film, you got to okay. do it. Yeah. Because that's, that's the key to bigger and better, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay. So. I get that. That makes sense. Um, now, can you talk a little bit about your production company, House of Numa? And like, what is the overall mission and the story? Obviously, we kind of know, but just, you know, what are the type of stories you like to tell and focus on? Mm-hmm. Well, House of Numa, I've been kind of uh, had that brand, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for a long time. I think um, even mm, not with my first film, not with my first short film, but maybe by the time I did my second short film, I started I started talking about House of Numa, uh, which everything I I like that word house because it is like a place where you're invited, and there's all of these different rooms and different experiences that you can have, and so I felt like that was a good way to describe myself doing all of these different things, being an actor, being a director, being a designer, um, making movies, uh, doing visual art and gallery exhibition projects, everything. Uh, could be under one house. So that was the initial concept is that there's this one house that's all things that is like Numa styles, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like things that I love, you know, which are, I you know, the, really the mission of it is to center black women in front of the camera and behind the camera. That's mm-hmm. the main mission. And that the work, um, the work that, or the art that you experience will be provocative and feminine and um, inviting in that way. Yeah. So that. that's really the feeling when you come to House of Numa. It's like this provocative house. Yeah, this provocative house yes. of intimacy. You know, yes. like and it can. It can, there's a full spectrum of things that can happen and that you can you know feel during that. And so um, that's really what. I want (laughs) Uh, what I'm providing and what I'm creating. So we're building it out. It's expanding now beyond just a moniker. It's an actual company. Now Um, I just uh, brought on a creative director that I'm excited about. Uh, So yeah, I really see it uh, growing. Yeah. And you have, you've done a lot like even you know with black and sex black and sexy tv you were showrunner creator writer director like you did so many things and i feel like you wearing all of those hats it's it's just like that full circle moment again like you've created you've uh, made yourself become like an asset you know you're well-rounded in this business so it's like you can take on so many different um avenues of the entertainment industry and i think it's just such a it's just necessary to be able to do more than one thing in this business, you know, to like really be able to um, launch yourself and launch your career and be, be a, what is the word I'm looking for? Like be a value to not only yourself, but to other people around you. Yeah. I've really learned that along the way I have a natural inclination, but I learned along the way that, Oh, you know, writing is power, mm. <laughs> you know, um, if you write that script, that's pr- property that you own, yeah. 
you know, just by writing it. So that's something important to understand the business side of what we do is that, you know, writing is a creative release. And if you're talented at it, even better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it's also a business move to be to write something. It means um, you have something that's yours that you own. Uh, And then, you know, all the other, I always also speaking of house, I always like the term powerhouse, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, oh yeah, you're a powerhouse. Like, you can really um, ignite change through what you do because there's so much power underneath uh, what you're doing. And so I, and that comes from um, not necessarily only having one lane of what you do, which is why a lot of actors are producing now or looking at it like, Oh, okay. Like as an actor, I'm kind of like solely a work for hire, which is great for me creatively and great for me, you know, as a star um, and as a, you know, as a talent, but there's so many other moving pieces that I think, you know, a lot of actors are realizing, Oh, um, producing is important (laughs) and it's, it's, it, it is a companion to me as an actor you know, um, so and let me look at that. And then, you know, so, yeah, I think a lot of it is just natural, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I made it more firm once I understood how this shit works. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, don't just think that, oh, because I naturally like to do these things that it doesn't matter. It's like, no, this really means something. Yeah. And so, um, to really, you know, look at that and, and, and treat it as such. Yeah. And making it work for you. Yeah. yeah. Now what, um, like we've talked about, you know, you've been on your journey, you've the, the hustle, the grind, like you've accomplished so much and done so much. What advice do you give to other creators on this journey? Like what, what do you say to them to keep going? Well, I, I, I guess I'm going to say something I haven't quite said before, which is, You know, what I do with myself a lot is I sit down and I pretend that I am not me, that I'm my manager. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I say, you know, really, I really try to objectively, like, split myself (laughs) into another person. Like, I'm the manager, like, the tough love manager. And I look at myself, I say, what would I tell me, Mm -hmm. you know, if I weren't me, like really what, how would I really look at this and strategy, you know, create a strategy. And, um, that is the advice I would give to people is don't look to your manager, your agent, or maybe you don't even have a representative like that yet. Do that for yourself. Take yourself out of yourself. Really look at yourself Really look at what you're doing. Um, really look at what your goals are. Like what makes your heart beat fast? What excites you? And really look at yourself outside of you and to give you a directive on how to get there. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, and, and be brutally honest with yourself. It's okay because it's just you. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's okay because it's just you, but really go outside of yourself and go, okay, you know, I want to be whatever it is, you know, um, a series lead on a, on a show. Mm-hmm. So really look, go outside of yourself, look at yourself. Okay. Uh, what do I really got to do mm-hmm. for real, for real? Yeah. You know, like don't only dream, you know, take yourself out of your dream to give yourself, 
tough advice. And then go back to yourself. Don't be tough on yourself anymore. Now that you have your map, then go do those things. And that's kind of what I did with myself. Um, And that's how I came up with make a feature film, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, of course, there were more details. It's not just make a feature, mm-hmm. just generally. It's like, okay, I also put myself in that film, yeah. in the role that was right for me in my own film, yeah. you know? Um, and just, you know, thinking about, all, you know, then you can go more specific after that. Yeah, I love that. I think you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to sometimes separate yourself from the dream so you can think a little more, like, straight. You know, because we're so like attached, like, oh, I want this so bad. But stepping outside of it and really looking at it from an aspect of like, okay, if I was an agent, if I was a manager, like, what would be the advice to give? And then stepping back in yourself and being like, okay. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And when you do it, do it. When you step outside of yourself, it's not to beat yourself up in any way. It's actually, you're doing it like as if your manager is your best friend mm-hmm. and believes that you're going to accomplish everything. So you're doing it with a sense of belief, yeah. you know? And so, and that's how you, you will get ideas of like, Oh, I should, um, mm-hmm. you know, enter this competition or, Oh, like you'll get little, those sometimes seem like the smallest idea. You might not get a huge aha moment. Like I should make a feature film. (laughs) You might just be like, Oh, I should call this person. Like you will, you will start getting little and bigger inspirations. Once you do that, you know, it's like, you're kind of creating space for that. And, um, it'll, it'll come to you and it'll be different for each person. But Yeah. yeah, that's a good process. Final question that I have for you. Um, just want to know, like, what do you have any upcoming feature films or upcoming projects that you're working on or that, you know, are in the works that you can actually talk about? I have so much stuff. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so uh, last month it was announced that I'm developing a, my first uh, TV series um, with macro, an erotic thriller called Toxic. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about um, a love story gone wrong, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a relationship that uh, you know, starts off very hot and ends up with both people bringing their worst selves mm. um, to the party. <laughs> and so, yeah, and it's definitely based on some experiences that I've had in the past. Um, so, and then kind of going from there, like, what if those things had escalated even more? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm, so I'm taking, so it's personal and it's definitely going to be equal, equal parts erotic and thriller. Okay. And so that's something that I'm doing right now. Um, uh, what can, what else can I say about it? <laughs> uh, I think, um, yeah, that's all I can say about it okay. is that we're, is that I'm in a deal and, mm, um, nice. it's super exciting and it's definitely, I love the erotic thriller space and nice. I'm just glad to be able to do something that will be episodic and that will be centering, <laughs> uh, black people, black women for sure. Um, I don't think we've really had that. And so Mm -hmm. that is what is number one up next. But there's a few other things, things I'm developing. I'll be doing a feature film that I can't say what it is yet, but I'll be doing my next feature 
top of next year. Nice. Um, and yeah, um, Hasanuma is happening. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Where, where can people um, follow you, keep up with you? Like what's the best way? Well, I'm Miss Numa um, everywhere, Twitter and Instagram, M-I-S-S-N-U-M-A. Everything's right there, um, pretty accessible. And, yeah, all of the updates is there are there. Also, houseofnuma.com mm-hmm. um, is a production company's Addy. So you can go there and um, see some of my early work and kind of click through and look at things that are in development as well so yeah nice any final words before we wrap or anything you want to say lastly i don't know this has been pleasant (laughs) it's been great for me too (laughs) it's like uh for just for a second to talk about something outside of uh (sighs) everything that we're that we're all processing right now and um yeah i really feel like this is not just a moment right now. I feel like this is so much bigger and I'm just actually happy to like be alive in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it's going to extend far beyond just a few weeks. Uh, So I feel good about that. Um, And hopefully my art can continue to contribute to it. Yes, I love that. I was just telling that to my husband yesterday. I was like, this feels different this time. Like, I feel like it's things are going to be shaken up. Like, it's not going to be just like a, you know, a week type of thing. I feel like it's going to extend. And it's it's good. We need that. I mean, yeah, it's like an abusive relationship, really. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. are, you know, as you know, uh, black people in the world, um, have an it's an abusive relationship <laughs> with the systems and the administration and all the gaslighting that happens and all the you know confusion but like you're you need to be here but yet, yeah it, you know all of that and I feel like now it's like when you have that fight you know, when you finally, when you have that moment where you're like, I am out, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. where you are, you are not going to turn back this time. Yeah. You know, you're not going to go back like in, in abusive relationships where, you, you know, you do go back right. and you do doubt yourself and you do feel like you don't know if you can make it on your own or right. you, you have the financial means to really be independent, all of that. Uh, that's what it feels like to me, you know, in a like a grander scheme type of way. Um, is that yeah, we've crossed the we've crossed a certain threshold here, and um, yeah, I'm happy for it. Me too. I'm here for it. All of it. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Well. Again, thank you so much for being here. Like you said, it has been pleasant. I've definitely enjoyed talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> and I look, forward, yeah, I look forward to mm-hmm. like all the upcoming projects you have. Like I'm definitely going to be keeping up with you and everything you have going on. So I wish you nothing but success. And thank you for coming on the Actors Lounge. Thank you. I wish you the same. And thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. And you okay. have a good rest of your day. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.